The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com, Episode 163, Monday, January 31st, 2011. So this is The Ponch Stevenson Show, Episode 163, PonchStevenson.com. I am Rob. You are Greg. Yep. And we have a very special guest on this episode uh, singer, songwriter, musician, the very talented Mike Massey. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? You're in Utah, right? Yeah, Salt Lake area. So, uh, is there a, like a really big music scene over there or, or what's like, what's going on over there? <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot of talented musicians in this area, but I, I don't really mingle with them too much. Kind of just do my own thing. So how long have you been playing music? What, how long have you been living in Utah? Did you grow up there? Uh, no, I moved here, uh, to go to college when I was 19. So I grew up in, uh, Boulder, Colorado and before that I was in Florida. Oh. Yeah. And when did you start playing music, or when did you get into that? Um, you know, I the first time I auditioned to play someplace by myself was when I was, I guess, 22. I just auditioned to, to sing in a restaurant, and, and they said I could, and I kind of took it from there and had a couple other guys to join me, and eventually we had enough people that we had to call ourselves a band. So we had a cover band and, and just started playing around locally when I was in college, and and then after I graduated, I just kind of kept doing my own solo acoustic thing. And, and my friend Jeff is uh, a regular uh, at my gigs and, and plays bass and, and backing vocals for me. So did you learn how to play guitar when you were 22? Or Oh, no. I Well, I, I kind of uh, dabbled with it on and off from childhood, but I was more of a keyboard player. And then I um, became more of a singer when I was... In college, I took vocal lessons, and I was sort of a uh, I was a music major with voice as my emphasis, and uh, and I picked up the guitar m- mostly in high schools when I started playing it on a regular basis. I started listening to the Beatles a lot, and uh, and I I I credit the Beatles with teaching me how to sing and play guitar because I I listened to them really closely and and sat down and and used their songs to teach me different guita- uh, guitar techniques and and vocal techniques. So you are classically trained you know all about music theory and all that stuff uh yeah i uh yeah i had to sing you know legit music and and i was in in choirs and stuff and and learned music history and music theory and so yeah i i know all that stuff and 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 like it a lot um but my you know my heart is rock and roll and and some of the old stuff like beatles and all that so I have a couple more questions. You um are you playing in a band right now or just like kind of solo stuff? Um right now it's just me and and uh you know my my bass player Jeff when he can join me and and uh you know the latest few YouTube clips that we put up are from a gig in December when we had a a guy join us on guitar and and he uh played some YouTube covers with us and and uh Jeff is from a very musical family and his all of his brothers are are really good musicians including two of them who are really great lead guitar players one of them named Tom joined us for a gig uh, back in, in the summer and and there's a couple of YouTube clips that feature him on lead guitar so 
you know, I think it would be fun to have a lead guitarist on a regular basis. It's just tough to get somebody uh, that has time and, and can learn all the songs. Jeff and I have been doing this together for so long that anybody else who joins us is kind of playing catch up, you know, learning over a hundred songs or whatever. So usually people just kind of sit in and, and play a few songs here and there. Uh, and then my other question was, um, the heck? Oh yeah. So you're, <laughs> I think you're a few years older than we are, but you know, we're, we're all in our thirties. Right. So right. I know you said you like the Beatles. I like the Well, Greg and I both like the Beatles. But growing up, I guess in the early '80s, mid 1980s, do you, are, are you like very into that kind of music too? Yeah, I you know, um, uh, I just turned well, I turned 41 today actually. Oh um, wow! And uh, um, so yeah, I'm maybe a little bit older than you guys, but I, I had older sisters that were really big Beatles fans, and the you know, so I was growing up in the '70s and, and hearing a lot of Beatles, and my mom liked Clapton and Neil Diamond, and you know, a lot of classic rock, so. The Who and Rolling Rolling Stones, those those were all what I grew up on. And then, and then the in the eighties, I, you know, liked a lot of eighties bands. I I like a lot of um, progressive, I guess what used to be called progressive rock, like Rush and Genesis and Yes and some of the more you know complex stuff. I listened to a lot of that when I was in high school and and junior high. But then I also like stuff like U2 and REM. So just just kind of a variety. And you know, in the nineties, I was big into Radiohead. And I I kind of consider Radiohead sort of the sort of in a way their own way the next generation of progressive rock kind of the you know the uh i i you know the next generation of pink floyd or something like that you know yeah. so I, I really like the more the more complicated stuff but you know i also like a good pop tune with a good hook if it's if it's not too cheesy so it sounds like we all have similar music interests musical taste mm-hmm are you into like any of the newer bands or like how do you feel about the stuff that's out now? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really uh, get exposed to current music that much um, because, and that's sort of intentionally. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid hearing like Lady Gaga or something. But you know, for the most part, um, there's not a lot of new bands that um, that I listen to just because I don't, I don't, you know, just don't get exposed to them. I, you know, I like. Uh, some of the more recent bands that I like are, you know, bands like Guster and Keen and, and, uh, you know, even Coldplay, but, um, you know, there's not a lot of brand new bands that I follow. I have a lot of friends that still keep up with current music, but I just, I just don't get exposed to it that much. Yeah. I don't think we do either. Yeah. <laughs> I think rock is dead at this point. Yeah. Like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of the harder stuff that, uh, that's just kind of doesn't have much, doesn't hold much interest for me. And then, uh, a lot of the pop stuff, you know, I don't find that interesting either. I mean, I, I, I do kind of have some guilty pleasures where, where I'll, you know, watch American Idol or something and I'll get exposed to some current stuff that way. But, you know, for the most part, I, I just sort of avoid it just because I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I find like for me, like I, I, I play music too. And I, I'm in the same situation where I don't expose myself to the current music on purpose. Right. right. And I just feel like, you know, like I, I grew up with the old stuff too, mm-hmm. and I feel like even though, let's say, a group like the Beatles or the Beach Boys or Led Zeppelin or whoever were, were trying to push the boundaries in the studio and do all these technological things, right? I still feel like the music was very musical, it was very dynamic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and even though they were pushing the envelope, it wasn't over processed. Like, I, I feel like the music today isn't 
musical and I feel like it's very over processed and there there's like all of the dynamic range which makes the music interesting is stripped away for some reason. Right. Yeah, and you know, and I think a good example of a, a band that's kind of fought that trend is is Radiohead where they have they just have great melodies and and you can you know you can you can strip their songs down to just a piano and a and a voice or a guitar and a voice and it's still a great song and I think that's sort of the test and, and I think that's one of the reasons I don't listen to a lot of that music is because there's you know I I can't cover any of it and because it's, <laughs> you know it just doesn't really it doesn't transition well to just a guitar and a you know and a voice well it's like a con- it seems like they're just in a competition for Who's the loudest? Who's who's the most uh, obnoxious? And right. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? How did you find me? <laughs> well, I, I found you through Greg. Yeah. Um. You know what? I I I had for a long time. I had an old, you know, lousy PC, and I didn't really like. Yeah, you know, I went on the internet and did certain things, but I I wasn't really into like YouTube because it you know it wouldn't work. So I got a new PC like a year ago and I just started, you know, searching YouTube and then all of a sudden, I don't know if they, they made you know, some of the changes they made, but they're just like, I didn't really think of looking for this before was like, uh, you know, like performances of a lot of the bands that I like, uh, rare performances people are putting up there, old like, uh, sure. you know, professional videos that they put up there of old concerts sure. and 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 that kind of stuff. So I started with that, and then I started like you know when it, you would go to the the video, and then on the side there's all the suggestions, and all of a sudden there was all these covers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh wait a minute, you know uh, I'd like to hear somebody sees. Let's see if somebody can cover uh, you know good vibrations or something. And nobody can, <laughs> but <laughs> let's see. And and all of a sudden they you know these other covers started popping up and. I guess it was it was almost a year ago that I just came on onto your site, and what drew me was was uh, well two things. One, you were covering a lot of songs that I really like mm-hmm. that nobody does. <laughs> um, I think the one of the first ones that I probably found was like Sugar Magnolia, right? And nobody nobody does. I mean, look, a lot of a lot of these videos are yeah, there people are doing it, but. It's just like a guy on an acoustic in yeah. his bedroom. Yeah, sitting yeah. in his garage or something. You know, it's fine. Not, not, or... care, not caring about his mistakes, just kind of right. letting it go. Yeah. And um, they weren't very, what I would, I, they weren't professional or anything like that. Right. And so it was like, whoa, I, I saw that one. I was like, wow, that was really good. And then what I had mentioned I, in one of the earlier episodes where we first talked about your site was you did one by U2. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my mind was like blown. I was like, wow, this guy sounds <laughs> as good as Bono doing this song. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yo, how was that? How do you sound that good? <laughs> how do you sing that? Um, you know, what's kind of funny to me is I've had um, a lot of my friends come up to me recently that like knew me in college or whatever. And they're like, uh, they've been following my YouTube stuff and they'll come up and they'll say, you know, you've gotten a lot better. <laughs> so, nah. And I don't really have any explanation for that because it's not like I practice. I don't really practice. And I don't really like, you know, learn a lot of songs these days. I don't know what's made my 
you know, voice improve in my 30s. I mean, that's so odd. Usually, you know, singers kind of decline. They peak in their like 20s or whatever, and, and they can't sing the old stuff anymore. And, you know, here I am like 40 doing stuff that Bono was doing when he was 25 and 30, you know? And so I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have an explanation for why I've, I haven't gotten better than I used to be. But in terms of, I don't know, I, I started to sing because I wanted to be able to, you know, just sort of entertain myself and, and I thought it would be fun to be able to learn those songs. And I got enough positive feedback early on that I'm like, well, maybe other people would like hearing me too. You know, you always, the fear is like you get the people on American Idol that actually think they're really good, but they're terrible. And I'm like, I didn't want to be one of those people. That's but the I, best I felt, part of the show. Yeah, exactly. But I felt like I was, you know, I was self-aware enough and enough of a musician to be able to determine, you know, what I was doing that was good and what wasn't. And and so I, you know, I'm like, I think I can do this. And I feel like what people enjoy, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn here or anything, but I think what people like respond to in my videos is not necessarily just the quality of the performance, but that I really try to capture the original emotion and energy that went into the song. And a lot of people, when you listen to their covers, they're just kind of flat, you know, or they're kind of robotic and don't have a lot of energy or a lot of emotion. And I, you know, I really try to get into these things. I'm like, if I'm going to do this song, I want to do it justice. And that's kind of my standard for anything I put on YouTube. I'm like, if I don't feel like I'm doing justice to the original, then it's not worth doing. And so that's just kind of my rule of thumb. Yeah. And, you know, and the other thing that you do that most other people that are doing, you know, doing these covers don't do, which I can't believe it's, <laughs> see, it's so simple, is you have the video set up. But you're recording your, your vocals and everything, the music, separately, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and you're mixing it. Mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. else does this. Yeah, so they're stuck with the, the, the audio they get from the camera, which is yeah. terrible. Which is yeah. like 20 feet away, and it's, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you hear somebody like chewing instead of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, and you know, when I was in uh, undergrad, my emphasis was, my you know, it was voice, but my emphasis was sound recording, and so... I actually got some training on, you know, sound recording. I'm not by any means what I consider to be, you know, a respectable engineer. I, I don't think I'm great at it, but I learned enough to, to know how to mix and, and what the different, you know, what compressors do and, you know, equalizers do and choruses and all those things. And, and just kind of how to, how to blend a song and, and blend the parts where they don't, you know, everything stays out of each other's way. And so the bass isn't overpowering the guitar or vice versa. And, and and so, yeah, I, I spend time um, on the mix and I don't even look at the video until I, I just listen to the audio and, and I capture it in multi-track and I capture it dry. So there's no, you know, there's no reverb or anything that's that's on there already. And so I'm free to just do whatever I want with it from scratch. And then I mix it to, to taste and then, you know, and then I sync it up with a video and, and, and post it. But, you know, I just I focus on the audio like 95 percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, so. and then you, you did that little effect on the uh africa yeah, yeah and from toto which i thought was great again yeah. something no one else would bother doing would be to, to put that in there <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, I you know I, I try to you know kind of make it emulate the original recording when i can and you know like on uh on some of the recent u2 stuff i put a little up a, a little delay on the vocals because bono had a little bit of delay on there so you know it's not exactly what you would have heard in the room um but you know it it's it's I do it because, you know, my my main audience is at this point the the virtual world, you know, and, and that's 
you know, people, I get a lot of comments because as you've seen on some of my clips, there's not necessarily a lot of audience response because there's either not a lot of people there or they're just kind of there to eat and they don't really care about the music. And so a lot of my clips end with sort of a thud where there's, <laughs> nobody, where there's nobody clapping or not very many clapping, people clapping. And, and I really don't care because like I said, I'm, you know, I'm getting comments from, and, and donations from people in, you know, Turkey and, you know, all over the world. It's just crazy. And, and I think that's a lot of fun. I think it's really cool, you know, and, and, my 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 channel's been up for a couple of years now, and I you know I'm almost to two million hits for the channel, and I think I think it's great, you know. So it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean I know a lot of the comments that I, every time I see with, with your videos are, and it's something that I I think I've asked you before is like, we've said on our show is like everybody's like I'm in Boston, I'm in Toledo. <laughs> when are you coming here? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, when are you funny. coming to New Jersey? Yeah, exactly. Well, I actually, um, I got a, a there's this couple in uh, the Netherlands that are very serious about hiring for me for their wedding in December. Wow. So, so we're in negotiations about them flying me out to, to Amsterdam to play at their wedding. So I'm like, you know, I'm available. It's just I'm not, I'm not going to pay for my own travel. <laughs> so if, some, if somebody wants to fly me someplace, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain them. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yes. But I don't, you know, I'm a, I should mention, I'm, you know, by day I'm a, I'm an attorney. I'm a public defender. And so, I, you know, I've got a day job that keeps me busy. So I'm not going to go on tour or anything. Yeah. So it's, you know, but I'll do the occasional remote gig if, if you know, somebody's willing to pay for it. So, is well, Greg uh, showed me the Africa, your Africa video, Toto, mm -hmm. which I, you know, I really like that song, the original. Sure. Yeah, me too. And, uh, <laughs> man, when I heard your version, I couldn't believe it. It was like... Especially the is that you singing the high part at the end or is that Jeff? No, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. That's and, like uh, you, you nailed it. I couldn't believe it. Well, you know what was funny to me until recently, I always thought that that song was sung by one guy. But when you watch the video, like the live videos, it's actually two different singers in the band. It's one right. guy singing the verse, then one guy singing the chorus. Oh, and I always thought their voices were similar enough that I'm like, I always thought it was one guy. And just recently, I'm like, oh, that's two different dudes. Well, but, they had um, three. Basically, yeah, lead singers. singers. Yeah, because and yeah, if you watch the video for uh, Rosanna, it's two different guys, mm. but it's a different guy from from Africa that sings the verses on Rosanna. So anyway, yeah. No. See, it's I crazy. did not know that. Yeah, but it's it, uh, yeah, they they were a good band, not not very attractive people, but uh, I, can <laughs> I can relate to that. But they were very good singers. Well, that's that's what we were goofing on another time. We were you know we we goof on this a lot. Is like, how come like back in the '60s and '70s and even the early '80s. Like regular looking guys, just regular guys who make made mm -hmm. bands were really, really good. And yeah, yeah, they didn't look all that great sometimes, you know, I mean. Yeah. But and, yeah. and but these guys, you know, they, they were very good at it. Whereas now. It's all about the look. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have the yeah. right look, they won't even listen to you. Yeah. And I've, you know, I'm obviously not super image conscious or I'd, you know, I'd be approaching it differently. But I, you know, I just. Um, to me, it is about the music. So I'm just, you know, I'm like, this is, this is what I do. And, you know, the videos, you know, if, if there were a, an audio version of YouTube, then I would probably be ex using that too. But, you know, YouTube happened to allow the uploading of covers and, you know, and allow people to find me. So, you know, video was sort of a necessary component of it. And also I thought it was, you know, people could watch me do it. And so they know, you know, they're watching me do it. There's no tricks. There's no overdubs. They're just seeing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So they can see for themselves. So it's kind of fun. I mean, it's always, it's always cool to see, like, every time you post, like, a, a new performance from a new gig, I'm mm -hmm. always interested to see, well, 
What kind of shirt is he wearing this time? What's it say? <laughs> There's a you know, message really, on the shirt. It's really funny that you say that because I've actually tried to never wear the same shirt twice for that very reason. Nah. I'm like, I, I don't want to like, you know, recycle my wardrobe. And so like, for two years, you know, for one night a month, I have to find a new shirt. You know, it's kind of funny, but I might have to, I might have to start recycling my shirts at some point. But yeah, for the YouTube, for this last YouTube gig, I bought a, like a YouTube shirt, you know, so I just, I try to make, keep it interesting. <laughs> now you said that you're, you're a lawyer by day yeah. is, is me. And, and you know, you're not going to go on tour. Yeah. But is music like a dream or a fantasy of yours? Or is this is, like, if somebody said, you know, I'll pay you a million dollars to go on tour the rest of your life and not be a lawyer, is that a dream or is this just yeah, kind of I a think... fun? I think if there was some, you know, stability that was associated with it or some income that was associated with it, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind, you know, taking a break from being a lawyer and 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 going out and trying something, but you know, to really to be to make it in the music business, you typically have to be young and you have to be willing to commit, you know, make it a full-time commitment at least at the outset and and put in a lot of gigs and and tour and all that stuff and and so, you know, I don't I don't think I would have the time to promote myself in a way that would be probably expected of me if I were to like, you know, put out a CD of original music or something. So I'm I'm kind of just using it right now as like, you know, I've gotten I've gotten to the point where um, because I take donations through my website and people, you know, I can I, I offer them links to download the MP3s of my YouTube clips and the, and the CDs that I made of covers before I started doing the YouTube stuff. I've actually started, you know, basically financing my hobby, which is great. You know, now I, I don't have to, you know, beg my wife to buy new music gear. You know, I've got like this little income trickling in that's it's sort of kind of helping pay for the hobby. And so it's, you know, it's just like a little part-time job, but it's also, you know, music is a very expensive hobby and, and people get, you know, what they call gear lust where there's always some new piece of equipment they want, you know, a new guitar, a new microphone or whatever. It's really expensive. And so it's kind of fun now that I've, you know, I've, got it's where it's sort of sustaining itself and i could do more paid local gigs but i really just don't advertise that much i'm 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 just i'm not really good at self-promotion apparently well i i have to ask the the obvious question you were mentioning it before um american idol have you ever right. have you thought about like doing like going to one of the local i don't even know if they have local auditions for that or What's what's the? Uh, a lot of people say you know you should go on like America's Got Talent or something like that. X Factor. You know, uh, yeah, one of those because um, American Idol actually does have an age cutoff that I wouldn't make, but you know the other shows are just kind of open to everybody. So you know, um, like that old lady in Scotland who sings Lady Miz. Susan Doyle. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's one of those other shows may you know may be a, a better venue for me, but I just don't know if like. You know, if I if I tried that, if they'd be like, "Oh, cool, he sings you too pretty well," you know, I just don't know <laughs> if they'd like really get all excited about me or not. You know, I think there's a certain there's a certain niche of people that really just kind of get what I do and they really appreciate it and they like you know all the same music I do, kind of like you said, you know, and and so those are the people that really respond to me and and you know, me singing any one given song that people kind of know isn't necessarily gonna get a lot of attention i don't know maybe i'm under underselling myself but i guess i'm just I've, i haven't taken that too seriously yeah i mean i don't the 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 x factor which is the show that simon cowell's gonna be doing now i don't know anything about it really um mm -hmm. i i like i don't know if it's if it's something like a, 
American Idol, the problem with American Idol, especially the U.S. version, is the people go on there, and regardless of what their talent is, they're basically for they're all for they sing the same songs. Yeah, they're yeah. all forced to sing, you know the the atypical, uh, you know, the Rod Stewart songbook songs, <laughs> and and mm-hmm. and they're just forced into it. So you just yeah. know that they're. There's there's probably people who have talent who they're just never going to put on that show because they're forced to sing those songs. But I think maybe the X Factor, maybe they'll allow more of an open-ended type yeah. thing where like someone like you goes on there who sings you know all these great rock songs won't be forced to sing. I can pick what I want. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, won't yeah. be forced to sing like uh, I don't know. BG's. Bridge over troubled water. <laughs> She'd probably do well, actually. <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, 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 you know, saw so, uh, American Idol's come to Salt Lake at least more, at least once to to do auditions, and there've actually been a lot of people that have gotten pretty far on that show that were local, like what's his name, uh, David Archuleta's from mm. from here. Uh, so you know, there's some like there are some good singers here, but like I said, most of them are younger. But uh, yeah, I don't know if X Factor comes to town, maybe I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> do you uh, not do you? But like when you play these uh you know shows like at the pizzeria or wherever do you mm-hmm. is it like is it all covers or do you play original music um i you know i'm not a very prolific songwriter i've written a few originals that i i personally enjoy <laughs> and i've actually um there's a there's a youtube user that um created videos for me of a few of them and i have posted them on my channel they don't get a lot of attention and i'm fine with that but i don't do them live because they are kind of multi-track things that where i've you know, done all the instruments and backing vocals and, and, and I don't want to present my own music unless I can present it at its best, which would be, you know, the full picture of it. Now, the reason people like my acoustic stuff is because they know what the original song sounded like. And so they're hearing a scaled down version and they're, they're cool with that. I mean, I'm just not like a kind of a folk singer who writes simple songs on a guitar and, and that's, you know, all there is to it. My songs are, you know, I think about the whole arrangement and, I don't perform them live. I don't get a lot of requests for them live. Sometimes people will come up to me and say, do you have any originals? I'm like, yeah, they're on my CD. So, you know, they can buy a CD at my gigs and hear the originals, but um, I don't do them. A lot of them were written on guitar, but I, you know, I've added harmonies and other instruments. And, and so I just don't do them solo at my gigs. I just, I just kind of, I never really made that transition because I didn't have enough originals to justify it. So I didn't, you know, I didn't like, you know, I never became half original, half covers guy. And, you know, as a, as a selling point, I just wanted to kind of keep my live sets to just strictly covers. So, like, for example, when you play at a place like the Pizzeria, actually, what's the name of that Pizzeria? The Pie. Yeah, it's called the Pie. Pie. Okay, so mm-hmm. how's the pizza? It's really, really good. <laughs> so, yeah, really good. So, for example, uh, so, well, okay, so everybody should go to Pie in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, I think it's thepie.com. It's got a fun little website. So, when you play there, is it like. Do you get regulars who know you and um I get you know I have um some friends that come once in a while they don't come every time and there are people that come up to me and and greet me like I'm supposed to recognize them and then they they're like oh we came you know a few months ago I'm like oh cool you know and so there are people that come back for me and I'm you know I'm always there the first Monday of every month and they kind of know that so there are people that come back for me uh to see me but I don't necessarily you know know who they are or what well, that's really that's still cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so th- this is a general question, I guess, for you and for Rob. Just, 
I don't know. I mean, just think let's 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 advance ourselves like ten years, right? We're hopefully we'll all still be alive. <laughs> uh, however, however, many unfortunately many of the classic rock artists will not be right. And even if they are, hopefully they won't still be playing music like Chuck Berry, right? Where they look ridiculous. This rifle of oh, and him. <laughs> well, you know, and that's and for me, that is one of the justifications that I give to myself for what I do. Yes, because you cannot hear John Lennon sing "Imagine." I mean, you no. you know, you can't go anywhere and hear that. So. You know the people. You know the gar the 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 Grateful Dead stuff. I mean, you know when, and and to a certain extent, the U two stuff that I do. I mean, they don't do their songs in the original keys anymore. And no. and <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like I think there is a value in why I do it because you know you just can't hear some of this stuff live, no matter how hard you tried. And you know, I mean, Paul McCartney's still doing a decent job, I think. But you know, like yeah, but there's a lot of these guys when when they're dead. You know, I'm like yeah, this is. I'm it. I mean, that's I'm, what I'm musing is, is like, yeah, yeah. what what happens in 10 or 15 years? Do cover artists, because look, right. I mean, I, I, we don't know anything about the, the, the music scene out there, but like here in New mm-hmm. Jersey and New York City, obviously the music scene is is insane with, with right. cover artists. I mean, they're everywhere. Sure. sure. And it's like, man, some of them are okay. Right. But it, it's one of the reasons I say that some of them are okay is is a lot of it is they're the only guys willing mm-hmm. to do these songs, <laughs> like Led Zeppelin stuff. Right, yeah, I mean Led right. Zeppelin is difficult to play, so that's right. There's only certain guys, that, so it, they're not going, and nobody's going to sound like how they did exactly. Anyway, well, but. you know, if I can make another analogy, it's like you know every orchestra is just a big cover band right. you know they're just doing mozart or beethoven or whatever and i mean there was a, a limited time when you could actually hear mozart perform his own stuff but for the most part for the last 200 you know plus years it's been other people right and so you know i think there will be a certain you know and rock will have its own sort of you know it'll live on through other performers and and i think there is some validity to that because you know um there's not you know the the guy who plays first violin in the local orchestras he's he's you know he's just playing covers he's not writing songs and people still think he's an awesome musician so uh, you know i i don't necessarily think of it it makes me any less of a musician because i'm not doing a lot of originals personally that's a good point yeah because i mean i come across on youtube i always come across when i'm looking for these covers all these schools of rock Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and uh, (laughs) Obviously, most of the comments for these for these kids' videos are pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's they should. I mean, come on, it's it's <laughs> like sixteen they're year trying. olds. What do you want? Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, that's I think that's and, and especially when you look at in the United States, music as a uh, scholastic thing is on the decline. I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the things that they cut. You know, they cut music. They cut art. Yeah, they cut all those things. So, yeah, you know, eventually, hopefully, in fifteen or twenty years, there is this scene that's out there. Because I, mm-hmm. the reason I say it is, is again, I don't like Rob was saying earlier. I don't see the the create creativity. I don't see the the soul and the passion in most of today's music. Yeah, anymore. I, I just don't see it. Well, I think I think uh, things like YouTube and and even to a certain extent, iTunes are, you know, they, they kind of open the door for people to, 
um, for for the talent to, to kind of rise to the top where, where people acknowledge what's good and you don't necessarily need a record company behind them. You know, they uh, a talent will always rise to the top. And I think there's always going to be people that are creating original stuff and original sounds. And, and the hope is, is that, you know, you won't, you, you won't find them in a situation where they're forced to compromise and, and, you know, bow to some producer's wishes and, and, and sound like everybody else. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I don't, I'm not pessimistic that you know rock is dead, but I think I think it is it's it's struggling right now because there's it has gotten so cookie cutter and so formulaic, and you know I think there needs to be a little bit of you know and I think you know you can sell your own CDs on iTunes now through sites like CD Baby and stuff, so there is a way to you know to kind of break through and and not necessarily need the backing of a record company anymore, and I think record companies are sort of making themselves endangered because they're not acknowledging that they're you know still looking for the formulaic stuff well i have a theory that like you know back in the like late 50s early 60s when rock and roll was uh it was like a new thing uh, a lot of the musicians like the beatles or the who and like these guitarists and pianists um they they had a lot of knowledge like the beatles used a lot of altered chords mm -hmm. and um and it was like again it was very musical there was a lot of like tension and and mm -hmm. and like you know it was like very um sophisticated even though it was rock and roll and pop music like for the masses and then mm -hmm. i feel like the next generation of rockers was like oh wow i love the beatles that's so cool i'm gonna learn how to play <laughs> guitar Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, a few of those more advanced chords got left out because they tried to, like, sort of take the easy way out. And then the next generation was like, oh, you know, like, like ACDC or KISS or whoever, like, oh, they're so cool. I can do that. And then it got <laughs> even a little bit more watered yeah, down and more watered down. So now it's like you got guys playing, like, two-finger power chords and there's, like, nothing <laughs> musical about it at all. Because each generation, it keeps, like... The people keep thinking it's cool, but they don't want to learn the more advanced techniques, so it keeps getting watered down and watered down. Yeah, well, you know, the Beatles, they didn't have a lot of musical training. I mean, Paul McCartney claims to still not be able to read music. They they were, you know, they learned from Elvis and, and some of the other, you know, stuff that came before. And, and, and they, you know, they did, they had some coaching from George Martin to kind of, you know, add some orchestration and make things their arrangements more interesting but a lot of their songs you know they're using basic um you know they're not always just three chord songs but they're they're using basic major and minor keys where they're you know use, utilizing you know all the chords and and stuff but most of their i mean their success is from their melody i mean I, I heard an interview with paul where he was talking about um a lot of times in the early days you know they didn't have a way they would write a song and they would you know they'd forget it the next day and and the way that they knew that they had written a good song is that they wouldn't forget it the next day, you know. So it's like if it's catchy enough for them to remember it, they're like, "It must be we got something good here." And so, you know, it all goes down to the melody. And and you know, I think in the '70s and '80s and '90s, there were there were still bands that were writing good melodies, and there still are a few out there today. But it's just just got to look for them. All right, I have to ask. Um, I, from judging from some of your Twitter uh, tweets, there, um, <laughs> I'm guessing that you. Uh, enjoyed the neutron movie oh <laughs> um i enjoyed certain aspects of it more than others all right um because <laughs> rob no. here won't even see it he hates oh Tron. yeah 
I you know I I think uh, Olivia Wilde is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. But um, I thought it was fun. You know, it's just it's all about your expectations. If you go in with relatively modest expectations, you'll probably be entertained. If you're going in, you know, expecting an Oscar, you know, Academy Award winner, you're probably gonna be disappointed. <laughs> so. Um, and, you know, it, it was nostalgia, too. I was, you know, a kid when the first Tron movie came out, so it was kind of fun to, to revisit that a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I think it's worth seeing. You know, you don't necessarily, I, I actually got to see it in IMAX, uh, you know, in, in really loud 3D, and it was, uh, that was kind of cool. Um, but I think it would hold up on video pretty well, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. it look, the, the story wasn't like, the greatest story in the world. Right. It's a sequel, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Jeff Bridges is in it. Yep, yep. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> all right, and, and all right, the last thing I'll ask you is, yeah, not music related. Um, sure. Again, judging from your age, <laughs> were you into video games, and which ones? Um. You know, my brother was the big gamer. We had an Atari twenty six hundred in the day, and and you know, I and and he, my brother kept with it to the point where he actually went into uh, computers. He's two years younger than me, um, and was one of the first guys that really knew Java pretty well. And so he got hired on and uh, worked in Seattle. Still works in Seattle, and and, and now he works for Disney uh, Internet Group. So he's doing pretty well, and and you know, helping with the ESPN website and all those things. And and uh, about ten years ago or fifteen years ago, I don't even know how long it was. Um, he convinced me to get uh, Battlefield 1942 for PC, uh, so I could play it online with him. And ever since then, I've been pretty into first-person shooters on the PC. I, I don't, I haven't really ever been a console guy. I have a PS3, but I don't really ever play it. But I'm, you know, I've been, uh, I played the Battlefield games, and, and I'm still doing the Call of Duty games, and and you know, I got Black Ops and everything. But I'm, yeah, I'm a PC gamer. You have Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was the last one before Black Ops that just came out in November. Oh, gee, wow. Yeah. It shows how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're mostly into the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, like I said, I don't do much with the with the console, but it's, uh, I, you know, first-person shooter's fun. I've done a, a few uh, real-time strategy games. Those are kind of fun, too, but I haven't done, you know, I've never been like a, you know, World of Warcraft or anything like that. Never did any of that. Awesome. Well, yeah. Mike, thank you so much. Sure. And uh, where where should people go online to? Oh yeah, it's it's just it's mikemasse.com, m-i-k-e-m-a-s-s-e.com, and um, that's my that's my YouTube channel as well. Just go youtube.com/slash/mikemasse.com, uh, spelled out, and you can see all my YouTube stuff. And like I said, a little plug. If you, you know, if you enjoy the stuff, if you uh, make a fifteen dollar donation, there's a link on my website. If you make a fifteen dollar donation, I'll send you MP3s of all my clips and. And uh, another fifteen bucks gets you uh, MP3s from all my CDs, but all that's explained on my, my website. So, all right, but, so uh, appreciate it. And you, uh, you sent you sent us an MP3 of a new song, right? Yep, it's uh, Red Hell Mining Town from Joshua Tree. We did it back in December with that YouTube guitarist, and I love that song. And I think it turned out really well. You should check it out. Yeah, we'll play some of that. And yeah, I, I think, do. I think another song I want to play is. You were talking before that about uh, Jeff uh, Tom Hall's brother. Yeah, Jeff Hall's brother Tom. Yeah. Yeah, Ripple by Jerry Garcia, The Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he plays on that. Again, no one else would ever have covered this song, and they did an incredible <laughs> job. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. We'll talk to you yeah. later. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.
I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you Thank you. Thank you.